Pharisee, I preach the gospel I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals You're not reformed, so that's a risk I believe the five points like an asterisk I repent, but you're in sin still I spit rhymes and Fernando does a windmill well, Here we go, and welcome to another episode of SolarCast You brought Pastor Chris Hernandez and my man Jimmy De Los Santos How you doing, Pastor Chris? And Pastor Henry Knox Merry Christmas Hey, what's going on, brother? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that jazz. I know. I mean, well, at least there are some creatures during at least three of them. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Christmas was yesterday. We're actually recording this today. Don't you always get a little sigh of relief once December twenty sixth hits, man? It's like okay, all the pressure's off now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I like the anticipation of the uh, uh, of the big day of the big day, dude. especially since it was uh, on on Sunday, man. I think that made it special. Yeah, this Lord's Day was a lot of controversy yeah. uh, because. Mm-hmm. There was there was a lot of churches that didn't gather, um, you know, because you know, hey, you got to have a day off, man, for Christmas. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot about that from uh, from Pastor Robert. He's really been kind of engrossed in the uh, in the whole aspect of churches make, having reasons to to not gather on Lord's Day just because it lands on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But th- but that's not our subject today. So. <laughs> <laughs> So have a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, you get, did you get everything you asked Santa for? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't ask Santa for anything, so I don't. I don't. You know, we well, had a banner of truth had a had a, a sale. You could ask Santa for for a lot of a lot of good goodies. But oh, Santa Santa was uh, not going to be uh, participating in all that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking back to uh, didn't we do a Santa episode at one point? Well, we talked about whether or not you should uh, uh, teach your kids that there's a Santa. Oh yeah, and we even talked about man, I'm because I'm you know kind of struggling with uh, with some of that because uh, right now my one of my grandsons is is you know truly believing there's a there's a Santa, and I'm looking at my uh, my at my daughter and thinking, uh, are we gonna tell them the truth or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interfere in all that. I'm just not gonna get involved in all that. And why you gotta ruin ruin the fun, bro? Ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I guess I guess I'm the Grinch. Have you seen these videos where the Grinch is uh, busting in on parties and stealing all the the toys? The kids are going crazy and hiding under tables and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in, uh, I think it's funny, man. That's that, funny, man. That they would do that. Yeah. It's like you know, a good way to cap off the year. Watching the Grinch go in and steal Christmas from all these little kids. Yeah, yeah there, there was there was there was guys on um on Facebook. It, it was it was a pretty good hustle. Uh, they were uh, they were they were they were charging fifty bucks, and so they had two guys dressed up as police officers, and then and then one guy dressed up as the Grinch, and they would and they would come crash your Christmas party for fifty bucks. Oh wow! wow. And and they were just going around to different parties at different yeah. times, like crashing the party, like stealing stuff, you know, acting like they're stealing stuff. Wow, so, that's crazy! <laughs> yeah, they got a, they got a pretty good hustle going. I, I mean, I, I do it. I mean, would, you know, would the cops would the cops arrest the guy? Yeah, yeah. So so and, like so like you know the guys were like you know they were like fake cops or whatever. And they yeah. had the jacket, you know, you know, you know, the big bomber jackets on with the with the seals on them, and uh, and they were breaking doors like stop the grit, you know, stop the grit or whatever. And all the, then like all all the adults were laughing, kids were like, you know, again like running scared and everything. It was funny. But, but I caught I caught your little uh, your little in there, Jim, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, I was trying, but you know, uh, I think we're gonna get better at some point, man. It, that maybe at rolling yeah. over, it's a good cap off to the end of the year. So there you go. 
<laughs> so speaking of the end of the year, so we, we are at the end of the year. It's actually the last week of the year. So uh, we do this every year, right? Uh, we were since since we started, I think. I think, yeah. I mean, we've done one every year. So uh, we just like to uh, just spend some time recapping the biggest news stories of the year. Uh, so that's what we're going to do on this episode. Just talk about them. We don't have many of them. Uh, we have a few. I think I feel like last year we had more uh, more more headlines than we did uh, this year. Uh, but uh, we do have some headlines that we want to touch on and just uh, kind of recap some of the biggest news stories and talk about them through the lens of scripture and so forth. Oh, that's what we're going to do. This is our uh, annual year in review. So this is the year in review for <laughs> 2023. Right. So uh, 2022. I'm sorry. Yeah. 2022. We're, we're jumping into 2023. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, you know, it's off subject, but every time my birthday comes around, I always think I'm a year older, too. I don't know. I always always put that extra <laughs> <laughs> oh man what it is anyway chris chris chris, chris is trying to hear up and get that senior citizen discount yeah that's what it is i want to get the, uh, the no man you you don't want to you don't want to receive the aarp letter in the mail <laughs> I, I think at that point you know that you have arrived and right. you're like oh, oh no. i'm just trying to hurry up and get to heaven bro <laughs> <laughs> there's my jesus juke <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, so, better uh, to depart and be with the lord right <laughs> <laughs> the first story we want to talk about is the uh, the war in Ukraine. I don't think we touched on that in this episode, but uh, I think it's the biggest news story that we've had anyway here. Maybe I, I wouldn't even say here. That's probably the biggest, one of the biggest stories around the world, right? Because uh, you know, anytime there's a war going on, and especially a war with a, with a country like Russia, you know, that has so much military might and that mm-hmm. has so much potential to do some damage when it comes to uh, warfare. Uh, you know, this is a big story. So uh, you know. People have been on edge. People have been wondering, uh, you know, what's going to happen next. But uh, some of the biggest talk here in our country has been, is this something that we should be funding? Is this a war that we should be funding? Because we know that America has been, uh, you know, funding the Ukraine and helping uh, them, you know, Ukraine being the smaller nation. So, you know, one of the bigger topics here in our country has been our involvement in the war and and the extent of our involvement. So, you know, what are you guys thoughts about that? You know, what, what are you guys thoughts about this, this headline, this news story going on? I'll, I'll start by saying, I think that, uh, you know, there's from a spiritual aspect, there's all these talk. I, I think, you know, when I was growing up, there was all this talk about the war of Gog and Magog. Remember that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's in revelation and you, you got to take. And so a lot of people think that Russia is either Gog or Magog and, you know, and, this may be what's happening here. Uh, you know, other people have predicted that it's, you know, Russia and China or Russia and some other, but usually Russia is in the mix. So when Russia gets into a war, uh, there can be people out there that start to think about end times. Uh, and kind of that's the, that's the reason I think about it from a spiritual aspect is because uh, I grew up in, a, in an area where the eschatology was, here's what's going to happen, Gog and Magog, <laughs> right? But from just the newsworthy aspect i think that putin's been in power uh for a long time and one of the things that i think he he feels like now that now that biden's in office let's just be frank about it now that biden's in office and trump is out of office he feels emboldened to be able to go say hey this was part of russia at one point and i'm taking it back and basically i think that's what you have here uh you know uh a lot of people might say that there's 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 actually some people in you in the ukraine in Ukraine that will say, um, hey, let it happen because we, we still want to be part of Russia. So there's there's some conflict even within the country yeah. uh, of the citizens there that are saying, hey, uh, we were always part of them. So there's families that are, you know, some in Russia and some in Ukraine that want to be back together as one nation. 
Um, and so there's a lot of controversy that comes from it. Should there even be a war? And I, 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 you know, from my perspective, we're all the way over here in the United States. And I said this even before we started. From my perspective, I don't know why we're spending all the money uh, on Ukraine, right? Um, Pastor Henry had a logical answer for me. I, I'm still sitting back going, hey, uh, why don't we protect our own borders <laughs> right. uh, before we go start spending billions of dollars in another country? Yeah. Um, and, and Pastor Henry, tell us the logic behind it. Yeah, so, so I mean, and, and, and just to kind of, I, I, I don't want to get too, too political, but yeah, but, you know, here, here's the problem with going to other nations and meddling, even financially, is that when you start to read the history, like, you know, you can go to like the Israel-Palestinian debate, you can go to the Russian-Ukrainian debate, you can go to Libya and many other countries that we've been in, in involved in, either in proxy wars or either direct wars. Here's the problem is that is that they are trying to nobilize Ukraine and then making Russia be evil. I'm not a Russian supporter. I'm not a Ukraine supporter. But when you go back in the history, it's very, very ugly and very, very complex. Right. Like neither side have been angels. And America has no right, I think, to stand as, the, as like the arbiter of good because we've had our hands in a lot of proxy wars meddling in other people's affairs. Um but the logic behind it, because bear in mind, I, I think it was 18 Republicans that voted for this thing, right? And then pretty much all the Democrats voted for it. But I think the logic behind it is like, hey, you know, Russia is our major superpower. Uh, obviously, America, you know, doesn't want any superpower to sort of rise up better or get more land in any type of scope um, uh, possible. So the idea is, hey, we don't have to get our soldiers over there. We don't have to uh, actually fight ourselves. So why not fund this war against an enemy that we want to be uh, either destroyed or either lowered down a peg? And they are spending a lot of money because it is showing that Russia is not as powerful as we thought they were because they can't even, you know, overtake Ukraine. Um, they've done little skirmishes in the past. They, they took over the Donbass region and I think further further east, they've, they've taken over certain small, small regions. But they're having a tough time even 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 doing anything. <clears throat> and it's mostly in Picard because because Ukraine is actually strong. But but the logic is that, hey, we can we can tear down one of our enemies financially and also culturally. And all we have to do is fund fund uh, funds over there and they can take care of the lightweight force, I guess, if you want to use a, a, a euphemism. But the problem with that is, is that we are also bleeding money and. Within our own nation, we have politicians that are investing in these weapon uh, manufacturing companies, and that's how the United States is making our money. But I'm, but I'm on Jimmy's side. You know, I, I just really feel like we ought to be generating wealth here on our own, and America doesn't need to be the world's police. I mean, there are definitely times World War One, World War Two. We have to get in it. We have allies. People are dying, and I guess you could argue and say Desert Storm was a good operation. But but everything man, like Vietnam and and Operation Liberty uh, when we went to um, went to Iraq it's like I mean at a certain point man we have to stop you know bleeding money and stop and stop arming these these alternate um, proxy wars for the for the sake of benefit in the future I'm sorry for the for the hope of the benefit in the future and I, I think I think that's where the politicians are are leaning to but it just goes it, it just goes to show that it's a big circle jerk when it when it comes to a lot of these proxy wars and funding different things and and hands get shaked. But I was joking with my with my wife and I was like, hey, 45 billion, I, I kiss Nancy Pelosi too. So 
<laughs> hey, I don't know if that's enough, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I really don't don't have a, you know a lot of thoughts on on this subject, man. I I agree with you, Pastor Henry, when you said it's complex, man. It, yeah. it's, it's it's very complex because um, you know we we're talking before the show, and you had mentioned you know your politics, and and I, I think I'm uh, as far as isolationism and stuff a, a little bit, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I, I kind of land there, but at the same time, I probably land a little bit further and in, in getting involved, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, helping those countries in need. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's kind of where I land. I, I just think that, you know, since America is a superpower and, um, you know, looking at it globally and looking at how much we've been giving, I just think of that scripture, you know, too much is given, much is required. And, you know, going back to Romans 13, you know, I know specifically it's talking about the individual, but I, I feel like there's some there's some, uh, you know, general equity there that 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 seems to say that the government is to impose terror on evildoers. And I, yeah. and I don't think that's only, you know, its own citizen. I think that, you know, government has been given power to also, you know, protect in other countries of the world. But I think what makes this one so complex is that, you know, who's the evildoer here? You know, is it Russia or Ukraine? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the, yeah. I think that's what what's making this, uh, you know, difficult for us. And, you know, I think as as believers, you know, we just need to, uh, you know, we, we need to be. Uh, again, we, you talking about all the money that that we're spending. You know, I think we need to be involved in our in our government, and you know, we're, we're called to be good stewards, right? And and I think um, you know your your vote and and the way you operate in politics kind of you know uh, is, is connected with that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, the biggest thing we can do though, besides voting and, and being vocal and expressing our, our pr- opinion, is just you know be in prayer. Man, God is 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 a God who's able to. Do so much more than a superpower can. Do mm-hmm. so much more than America can. And, uh, you know, I think our biggest uh, concern is for the believers, the Christians that are involved in this, in the middle of this. You know, I think of when it started and seeing these churches and these Christians that were, you know, being persecuted and, and going through through difficulty and so forth. And I think that's our biggest concern, you know, because that's that's our family, man. You know, we, we, we don't know them. We don't speak the same language. But uh, if they are uh, believers in the true triune God and and and, uh, and and they are Christians, and that's our family. Those are our brothers and sisters. So mm-hmm. we need to be, uh, you know, uh, vigilant. We need to be praying for them. We need to pray that pray that God protects them, and that God works all things out. You know, look, God is is is. We talk about it being complex. It's complex for us, but it's not complex for God. God mm-hmm. is a God who can do. You know, exceedingly abundantly that we can ask, and and he can he can change things and move things in the right directions. But I think that's that's our biggest responsibility is to pray. And I'm not a politician, so I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I just know that we can pray, and we pray that that God's will be done for the good. Amen. Uh, well, let's go to uh, the next one here, the uh, biggest stories of the year. I think so. We've done an episode on this story, but uh, we just want to touch on it again because it was. One of the biggest stories, if not the biggest stories, I wouldn't even say of this year. It's probably this past past 20, 40, 30 years, right? Uh, the the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Huge story, man. I didn't think, like we mentioned in the episode, I, I didn't think I was ever going to be able to see that uh, in our lifetime. And uh, like we were joking before the show, I guess, you know, this is making me become a, a post-millennialist here. <laughs> These things are happening right before our eyes, but I didn't think this was going to happen. Uh, so on the one hand, you know, great, a great thing happened. Uh, we praise God for uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Well, first, let's let's, let's set it up. You know, what, what are we talking about, Jimmy? What, what do we mean by the overturning of Roe v. Wade? I'm sure everybody knows, but in case they don't. So Roe v. Wade in 1973 was the uh, Supreme Court decision that uh, enacted uh, or, or caused abortion to be uh, a legal thing across the nation. Um, and the Supreme Court, uh, you know, 
I'm forgetting the, the 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 name of the case this year that came up before um, the Supreme Court this year that um, was able to get the, the 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 justices all on one page about well not all on one page uh, but to get them to overturn that and give it back to the states. It's not that we abolished abortion or that about uh, that America abolished abortion. Um, it's still legal in some places, but it gave it back to the right, back to the states to make a, a decision on whether it was legal uh, according to that state or not. Uh, there were some, there were some trigger laws that happened right away. Um, some, some states immediately enacted their laws that uh, I think Tennessee was one of those. Uh, there was, uh, uh, there was Idaho, uh, and I'm forgetting so a few of the other states uh, where it went into Idaho, Tennessee, Texas. All had trigger laws that immediately went in and started to ban abortion, mm-hmm. uh, except for you know the medical reasons if the if the mother was going to die or something like that. But um, it was huge. Uh, it was a huge step for for us um, as we believe that abortion is is illegal now. Now you have some guys you know on their on their on their Facebook profiles that will put abolitionist on it because mm-hmm. we haven't we have we believe we haven't gone far enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and you know Pastor Henry would be one of those guys. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Pastor Henry. But I, I do appreciate you know how far we've come that yeah. you know Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that feel like it's just not good enough, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest um, uh, spiritual tale for me, and we talked about this on the on the show a, a little bit, um, but I think the biggest uh, tale for me is that as these things happening. Um, excuse me, as these things keep happening, it doesn't make me post post mill, but what it does for me is, is that it really exposes those in America who are truly Christians and truly not. Because, because before this thing happened, we always heard these arguments from, from, from big Eva, you know, these big evangelical voices or whatever. Well, we can't really, you know, speak on it or well, I have a position, but, you know, this is the law of the land. You know, we can't do anything. Right. And it's like when this news came out, when this when this was actually passed, I mean, you saw so many people super silent, you know, you know, like like every you know major name was like super silent or they were waiting to talk about it because they were trying to rest with it. They were wrestling with it, with the decision. What does this mean for us? Really? Should we even like. There were people on Twitter saying, should we even be rejoicing about this? Really? Right. You're a Christian and you're not rejoicing that 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 a massive amount of children will not be killed? Like, that's the biggest tell. So, like, when these things happen, I'm paying attention to who is reacting on the opposite direction of what God would like. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I, I The arguments that, w- that, that were going on in evangelical circles about... Hey, we we might hurt their feelings, you know, because they're they've been pro-choice, and now that this is overturned, yeah. we should be gentle with them. And I, I'm sitting there going, "Wait a minute, hold on a second. For for uh, it's not you're not getting into the fray, you're not getting into the fight. Yeah. You haven't you haven't been at the abortion mills, you haven't been out there protesting. Uh, what do you really feel now? This I think you're right. It out of the woodwork. You're starting to see some people's real, true ideologies come out yeah. Um, yeah. because they didn't they didn't like this overturning, and and there was you know um, a lot of people that would come out and say, well, hey, it's uh, uh, you know women's rights are being limited. Mm-hmm. I'm saying babies are being saved. 
from death, right? So I mean, uh, you you weigh one or the other, and I, I think one of the the um, the that I think you're 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 onto something, Pastor Henry, because there was a lot of people that we, yeah. I was surprised that their attitudes were. We got to be gentle with you know. Oh no, I'm celebrating, right? I'm celebrating the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned. I'm celebrating the fact that that children will get to live. You know, I I have uh, grandbabies. Right, man. I love holding my grandbabies. I love uh, having them right here with me. Um, there's nothing like uh, that little life that you see, right? Um, and I, I can't, for the life of me, uh, think of, you know, when people see these babies or, or, or get to hold those babies. Ecclesia is one that the babies get to run and roam free, right? So <laughs> we get to see that all the time. And man, I, I love the kids, right? Um, and I can't understand why people would con- continue in that as Christians. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I I I I think about if if we were to say, um, if if we're in ancient Israel and we're about to get ready to cross over into the next area over over Jordan, and if Christians say, or if 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 the elect people 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 of God say, oh wow, laws been passed where where some idols of Molech are going to be able to be torn torn down, and you had this massive group of the elect people of God saying. Well, we got to be sensitive about the Canaanites, you know, and like, we you know, we can't tear down all the statues of Molech. Like we have to, you know, we have to be, you know, considerate of their culture. And I'm like, bro, like, come on, like, like, how does that sound? You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, like yeah. that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, people are trying to make the argument that, you know, this is a, a religious issue and that we're trying to uh, govern uh, from a religious standpoint and so forth by by being anti-abortion. But, you know, I, I think that the way we see it is that it, it, this is not necessarily only a religious issue, although it, it is, but uh, it's an ethical issue. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. what we're saying is that abortion is murder. And just like any other murder, it should be outlawed, something that is against the law. Uh, so it's really as simple as that for us, really, when it comes down to it. We, yeah. we, don't, we don't really necessarily, we, we aren't trying to, you know, govern uh, you know, the, the country, uh, you know, this is, uh, we joked a little bit about this before the show, we're not, uh, about Christian nationalism and so forth. And we'll, maybe we'll come back and touch on that, but uh, we're not trying to uh, outright advocate for anything like that. I mean, this is just simple. This is simple ethics, man. You know, yeah. just like we think that, uh, you know, murder should be illegal. Uh, so, you know, uh, so should abortion because abortion is murder. And that's just where we stand. Uh, so uh, and I think the opposition to that just shows the wickedness of man's heart, that man's heart is willing to accept this or turn a blind eye to uh, what what it obviously is. You know, I mean, come on, let's let's face it. I mean, if you uh, you know, if you if you kill a woman that's pregnant, it was already double murder. Right. I mean, so we kind of already knew yeah. that, but yeah. we're kind of playing this both sides of the fence as a country and so forth. And, uh, you know, now, uh, you know, with the turning of Obi Wade, at least we have given it back to the states and we've allowed states to uh, make uh, decisions on this. And I think that that's a good thing. Again, I agree with you, Jimmy. It doesn't go far enough, but it's a good step in the right direction. Yeah. Amen. So uh, the last. Well, not the last. But another another uh, headline we want to talk about is the uh, the midterm elections, and I think this flows from the previous topic, right? From Roe v. Wade. So we, we that was another big uh, headline here in our country. Anyway, is the uh, the midterm elections? They were they were highly contested. They were very close. I think uh, for a while it looked like uh, where everyone was predicting and thinking that the Republicans were going to uh, take over both House and Senate. Uh, of course, the uh, 
presidential election wasn't an election this year, but mm-hmm. the, what the uh, two houses were, and it looked like the uh, Republicans were going to take it back because we're, for those of you who don't, don't know uh, and are living in other countries, we're, we're in a recession. We are living in a, in a pretty bad economy with high inflation and so forth. And uh, typically what happens is when these things happen, whoever is president, you know, loses the house and, and, um, and the Senate. And we thought that was going to happen, but President Biden, being a Democratic president, managed to have a a good uh, a good midterms, considering all things considered, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think of that? What, what are your thoughts on the midterms? So, I think Arizona is still in in the process of litigation. I, I think um, Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs are still going back and forth right now. No, 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 no. Okay. Yesterday, uh, the they they told Carrie Lake no. I mean, basically, oh, wow. basically, okay. the judge said, "Hey, you're done." Uh, so Katie Hobbs is is the governor. Okay. Uh, in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, what I get from that is, is of course, don't trust uh, polls. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah, for sure. But also, too, is like, <clears throat> you know, the Republicans are are going to have to play hardball and get out of this uh, this bubble of <clears throat> thinking that their um, that their opponents are gonna are gonna play fair. And they're going to use, you know, normal logic and reason and reason arguments. I also think also as well, the Republicans are going to have to dive into the culture, like because it's like they keep trying to win arguments through logic and reason. But I think that we're past we're in a post-Christian, post-modern era, and you're going to have to appeal to people's emotions and then fix the logic behind those emotions like I, I, like our our society and culture does does not get swayed or moved based upon logic and reason anymore. So I think that they're taking the wrong wrong approach with all their arguments and with all the long ads and everything. Like you got to go and attack the culture. Yeah, I I think that um, what happened in the midterms was a referendum on uh, basically. I think when when you said that, Pastor Chris, that Roe v. Wade flowed into it. Yeah, I think. Uh, there was the, the move to to overturn Roe v. Wade in June really did affect the minds. And I think that uh, the statistic that stands out to me about the midterms is that uh, 68% of uh, single females under the age of 35 uh, voted um, on the Democratic side of the ticket, right? Um, it really shows something about, uh, you know, the ideology or the thoughts that the, the culture possesses when it comes to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um now they, you know, now there's going to be a big push, I'm sure, uh, to try to get Roe, well, abortion legalized. They, they probably wouldn't call it Roe v. Wade again, but um, try to get it back in play. I think the midterms were a referendum on, on, on that. I think also that what you what you also found is that uh, going back to Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs, uh, yeah. they kept calling her a, an election denier. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, this is something that's been going on on both sides of the party. It, every time somebody gets elected, they don't like 2016. Uh, there was a whole bunch of people saying that's not my president. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and so there's been election deniers for a long time. Definitely. This brings up um, election um, enhancement. I, the the whole thing. Are our elections fair? Are they working yeah. correctly? Do we need to to redo or revamp or, or figure out, you know, what do we got to do uh, to give everybody back the trust of their, the elections? Uh, it used to be that when you watched uh, the news and, um, you know, when I was a kid and elections came around, you used to watch the news to see who was winning and you trusted everything you saw on CBS, ABC, NBC. Um, 
Fox wasn't there when I was a kid, right? But uh, ultimately, today, you don't know what to believe. Yep. Is this true? I mean, I, up up until the the elections happened, there was this big red wave coming, and that's what we thought. It wasn't even a trickle, right? It wasn't even a, a little bit of a creek or a stream mm-hmm. or anything like that. There was no red wave uh, when we when it when it came right down to it. Everything that we saw coming up to it didn't didn't pan out. Now. You you can call me an election denier if you want, but I'm, I'm election denier. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I'm I'm sitting here saying I I don't know I don't I don't know that I can trust anything that happened in the midterms. Uh, are we are we you know because for for the life of me I can't understand why Raphael Warnock is is in the place that he that he's in yeah. right and I can't understand you know um, some of the, some of the um, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting the guy's name Fetterman. Up uh, in yeah. where's that yeah. Pennsylvania? I'm I'm forgetting the state he's in, but I can't understand with the way that he uh, his speech is after the stroke, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. I, I feel bad about him having a stroke and being, but uh, knowingly voting this guy into office when he's got this going on uh, doesn't seem like it would be right, and I I can't understand how that election went that way how that how the voting went that way mm. in that particular state um but ultimately I, I i think that there's something that has to be done in the republican party right when it comes to what we what we would call rhinos right like yeah. I, I don't know if you really are red right i don't know that you really are with us there's there's a lot to be to be looked at but i think the midterms were ultimately a referendum on what the culture yeah, uh, really says around us. But uh, and just so the audience knows, Rhino means Republican in name only. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think I think one thing the that it does show is that we live in a very divided country. I mean, if you look at the uh, the results of the election, I mean, it wasn't a landslide either way. It wasn't uh, like any any side won by a big majority. I mean, everything was hotly contested. Everything was very close. So I think it it does show the kind of country we live in. It's very divided. Other than that, man, my my thoughts from a Christian perspective is, you know, again, we talked about the the war in Ukraine being a complex situation to navigate through. And, you know, I guess uh, let me go ahead and just lay all all my cards on the table as a uh, two kingdoms on millennialist. You know, I think think that, man, you know, uh, we live in, 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 uh, you know, two kingdoms and we do live in the in the kingdom of, uh, you know, of this world. And we we have a responsibility to uh, be involved and to vote the right way and to express our opinions and, and all that. But at the same time, you know, we're also citizens and we're mainly citizens in the kingdom of God. And, you know, how do we navigate those two things? Right. Because, you know, when we see, uh, you know, political opponents we also got to remember that those are people that we're trying to win for christ right so uh you know how do we navigate that because uh you know we do want to express our opinions and be vocal about our beliefs and our truths but at the same time we don't want to demonize the other side so much where um you know our hearts become uh numb and dull and uh we we uh you know we just we don't we don't care for them you know that we don't we don't love them and we don't want to uh you know bring them to Christ and show them the gospel. I mean, we got to go back to what kind of war are we waging here? Are we waging a political war? Are we waging a spiritual war? Right. Mm-hmm. If we, if we understand as, as, as Christians that we, this is uh, mainly a spiritual war and yes, that has ties to all of the things, even politics, but you know, if it is a spiritual war, then we, we have to, you know, 
we have to, you know, wrestle with with the way we we conduct ourselves politically and and we conduct ourselves uh, with the with those that we disagree with because again, a lot of these people, uh, even though they uh, you know they anger us and, and we're so against what they believe, these are people that we we want to uh, bring into the kingdom of God, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to to, to navigate that uh, you know very delicately and. And we again, I'm not saying to compromise. I'm not saying to not be vocal on what we believe. We have to stand firm. I think a lot of the reasons why we we are find our ourselves in the place that we find ourselves is because we haven't been vocal and expressed our beliefs. But I think mm-hmm. we do need to do that. But at the same time, remember uh, again, this is me with my uh, view of my eschatology and my my view of the kingdom is that I think that we still have a responsibility to, to make disciples and 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 even though we as as a country we see this country uh going in the wrong direction and and whatever side you you land on you feel like your side is losing and losing you got to remember that our hope is not in this kingdom our hope is in, in the kingdom yet to come I I agree with Christ when he says my kingdom is not of this world and you know, the gates of hell and that kingdom is not going to prevail against that kingdom and, mm-hmm. and no election and no uh, politician is going to overturn that kingdom. And we we are citizens of a greater kingdom that is not going to fail, that is going to succeed. Uh, so I, I do think that as believers, we, we should, you know, have this, uh, you know, defeatism. We shouldn't have this uh, mentality that, you know, we're losing and our country is going uh, to hell. And what can we do? No, remember, we, we, we are citizens of a greater kingdom that is not losing and that is not going to hell. That is, in fact, defeating hell. And will defeat hell, death, and the grave. So that's that's just my two cents and my little bit of my eschatology. So um, last thing I wanted to touch on, and we had mentioned this might be funny or not, but it, maybe it's <laughs> not. Maybe it's more serious than than we think. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest news stories that came out of the entertainment world, anyway, was the Will Smith. Uh, so what did you call it, Jimmy? Slap heard around the world. Um, <laughs> not the one that made that up. I'm telling you, it's it's out. If you go go Google slap heard around the world. <laughs> It'll come up. Right, right. So we did an episode on this, man. But uh, yeah. this was also one of the biggest stories. When did this happen? Like in February? Is- it happened in March. March yeah, March yeah. during the Oscars, right? So it's been a while, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was the, the, for those that don't know, it happened during the uh, the Academy Awards, right? This was during yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Rock was, uh, you know, given one of his, uh, you know, jokes. And he had made a joke about uh, Jetta, Jetta Pickett-Smith, Will Smith's wife, and Will Smith didn't take kindly to that, walked up on stage, gave him a slap, and sat back down. So everybody was talking about that. And, you know, we did an episode just about, you know, just the male headship and, you know, where where we stand on on, on just things like this. But thoughts, guys, what, what are your thoughts about, about that slap heard around the world? Well, I don't think that, you know, when, when you said or you characterized it as Will Smith didn't take kindly to that, I think Jada Pickett-Smith didn't take kindly to that at first. Yeah. If you notice, I mean, he laughed for just a minute, and then he saw his wife looking at him. Oh, I better do something about this, right? And so I think, uh, you know, she kind of prodded him in that direction. Uh, he 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 might have been just laughing a little bit. Maybe. I don't know if that's saying uh, taking it kind of, but I think ultimately, uh, you know, in the episode that we that we did, um, we talked about there was a lot of people that came out saying it was fake, and there was there was these things that they they just did it for this and for that. I, there was just an article just the other day talking about, hey, let's 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 forget about it, let's let's forget about it. But mm. ultimately, it was still the the slap heard around the world. I mean, the news was immediate, and it it went to show you something about how quickly something like this can go around the world. It was it was it was crazy, um, and the videos were everywhere, and everything that you saw. Uh, Will Smith took took a bashing for it. Uh, he's got a new. Uh, movie out there i think on apple tv or something called emancipation 
I was reading a little something about that. Um, all the extras in there uh, had to be tested every day for COVID, <laughs> like every day. And so oh, this, wow. uh, this, uh, as I was reading through, I was like, man, this is really woke stuff, right? Uh, and so I, I, I don't know. Will Smith at some point seemed to me to be not like that as much, but today uh, I, I don't know that <clears throat> I had the same type of uh, of respect for him that I did way back when he first, you know, did some of the movies that I enjoyed way back, way back when, right? Um, Men in Men in Black, you know, when I saw him in that, I, you know, superstar Will Smith can do anything. Mm-hmm. And today, I don't know. It's different, right? Uh, it's different. You look at him a little bit different. Uh, and maybe that's just me, but that 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 changes some things when you see uh, a man sitting across from his wife talking about how she's, you know, she's needing something else, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, those are my those are my thoughts, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it you know you know you know the slap in and of itself, I think, is indicative of a a, a larger problem in their relationship. And you know, I, I I you know you know nobody tries to get in their business, but. You know, from the red table to Will Smith's YouTube channel, they air everything out. It makes you impossible not not to know everything. But just from the standpoint of the slap, like uh, somebody made a made a comment and was like, you know, if it was The Rock on stage rather than Chris Rock on stage, <laughs> you know, would uh, <laughs> would uh, Will Smith really uh, go up there and slap him? And I would and I would I would have to agree and probably no, right? So it's it, so it's like you know you're coming after after Chris Rock and he's probably a hundred pounds soaking, soaking wet. And I personally believe that Chris Rock was the man in that situation. He showed so much poise, so much professionalism, finished the show, did what he was supposed to do. And, you know, if, if you know Jada and Will's relationship and her past relationships with Tupac and everything, his jealousy, again, this is all aired out in their books and their podcasts and everything. Um, I think it goes back to that. Like, like Will is trying to uh, live up to whatever standard he's trying to impress Jada still. And I think that 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 particular joke, that stage, everything culminated at that point. And that was sort of a boiling point uh, because I, th- I, I, I still feel like Will is trying to prove himself in some way. He said it said as much in his book and on podcasts. And so, um, I just think from a from a from a from a man standpoint, that is not um, obviously it's not godliness. And then he goes up and tries to apologize and gives his halfway apology. He apologizes later, but I'm like, I'm like, I would rather like like Chris if if you're gonna hit me, like dude, bro, just punch me and knock me out. I would rather be knocked out than to be slapped by another man. Because like slapping somebody is like a sign of like. Like you're putting that man to shame, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like that, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a whole nother level of, uh, of, of uh, dis- disrespect. And so I feel like, you know, from a, from a, from a, from a godly standpoint, um, you know, the Bible ad- admonishes deacons and pastors not to be brawlers, uh, and and I, and I think that stretches all the way to just Christians in uh, in, in general. Right. Yeah. I think one thing it shows to me is just the brokenness and the depravity that is in Hollywood and that is in, in this type of success. Uh, you know, when you when you think about, you know, someone like Will Smith, you would say, man, you know, this guy should have it all. You know, he should have everything. He's got money. He's got fame. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got everything he needs to succeed. 
okay, so why is he in the situation that he's in, right? Why is he, I mean, let's face it, he doesn't look like he's in the right place. I mean, you've seen videos on the side and, and yeah. so forth, and you see that he he's not in a good place. He's in a dark place. And I mean, and this is just the expression of that. And it's not isolated to Will Smith. There's so many people in Hollywood that we see like this, that they're, you know, they, they, they're, they're having divorce. They, they're attempting suicide. Uh, you know, they're, they're not mentally right. They're not stable. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk about that in the next episode and another, another <laughs> guy, you know, so that's not mentally there that we think, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, this just shows that, you know, all that, man, you know, success, fulfillment, things that we think uh, will make everything right in our lives doesn't, you know, that, that that's not what we should be seeking. That's not what we should be uh, searching for and, and thinking that we need, you know, and that just shows that without Christ, you know, you, 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 do, you can't find life, right? Yeah, life is found in Christ. Mm -hmm. And those that, that try to find it elsewhere will never find it. And uh, no, no, no amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of fame. No amount of, uh, you know, relationships is going to, you know, fulfill what your your biggest need is. Your biggest need is righteousness before God, a holy God. Amen. And, uh, and until you find that in Christ, you're always going to be left empty. You're always going to be uh, wanting more. Um, this is why the Christian, the believer, and any of our audiences out there listening and, and they're thinking, you know what, man, I'm, I don't have much. You're looking at your life and you're looking at the end of the year and you're looking at this next year and you're thinking, man, I don't have much. I don't have a job. I don't have much going for me. You know, I don't have a relationship. I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, think about what you have in Christ. And if you have Christ, you have more than any Hollywood actor with all the success and money and relationships Amen. can ever have. Find fulfillment in that. Find joy in that. And, um, you know, and I think that when we redirect our focus and our attention on that, then we will, you know, see that we have everything we need in, in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Any uh, thoughts, guys, on the end of the year? Looking forward to the next year. <laughs> I, you know, I personally, I personally am looking for, uh, forward to the uh, to the next year. I know we've uh, done an episode before on, on uh, resolutions, so I'm not I'm not I'm not looking at something like that. But I am looking at how it's gone. I think things are going to be. I don't I, I don't know, Pastor Chris. Am I going to be post millennials if I say that? Uh, Hey, it's uh, it's gonna be a better be year. Better. It's, it's gonna be, get a better, be a better year next year. I'm I'm looking forward to see you know what the headlines are gonna bring. There was a lot more headlines in 2022 we couldn't possibly cover uh, on SoloCast, and there was a lot of things that went on. But definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to the end of the year and starting a, starting a new year off. Uh, so yeah, I think it's gonna be good. Amen. Yeah, I, I don't I don't do resolutions either. I feel like you know. If, if you want to lose weight, if you want to study your Bible more, if you want to, uh, uh, I don't know, gain more friends or be more friendly, then just do it. Like, you don't have to pick a day to do it. January 1 is not like, you know, the end all be all. But I think uh, 2023 is going to be good because, you know, because we're definitely in Christ. And I think that he's all in all. So no matter how the nation goes, how people sway, where the culture's at. Um, as Pastor Chris says, we have a kingdom that is uh, far and above that will never end. Uh, nations will rise and they'll, and they'll, and they'll also fall. Amen. But uh, Christ is all in all and he will Amen. reign forever. Yes, sir. Amen. Good stuff, guys. I uh, hope you out there enjoyed that episode. Uh, if you have any questions, anything to add, any pushback. Hey, you know, we haven't done a Q&A episode in a while. So if you got any questions uh, that you'd like yeah. us to, to ask uh, or that you'd like us to answer, you'd like to ask. Send them in. Uh, shoot us a message. You can find us online, www.solacast.com. You can also find us on our social media sites, uh, w I'm sorry, on Instagram, at the Solacast, or also on Twitter, at Sola underscore cast. And you guys are at? I'm at Los Jimmy. And I'm at Knox Broadcast.
And I'm at C. Hernandez 24. You can also find us on Facebook. Just uh, look for the page, like it, share it. Also, uh, you know, find out or check out our partners at the Bar Network at thebarpodcast.com. You can also sign up for the G3 conference coming up September. Is that September? Is that right? It's yeah, yeah September. September, right yeah. toward the end of September. Yeah, and you can get a discount, percent <clears throat> off on your tickets right now if you use the promo code G three SC. I thought it was G three SC. I just want to make sure G three SC thirty percent off. So make sure y'all y'all use that. Not ten, not twenty, but thirty percent off. Thirty percent. That's only twenty percent away from fifty percent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in the Dallas area, you're looking for a church to visit, make sure you check us out online. If you're in the east side, you can find us at www.ecclesiachurch.org of South West Side. You can find us at theredemptivecity.org. But anyway, until next time, let's get to the meat. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay, I just made this beat right now. I'm MC Goya. Okay, listen. Hey, I'm on the ground like El Chapo in a tunnel, eating about 12 tacos. I'll put you in a box like a gato. Punchline stay in my mouth like Mr. Sacco. Jay thinks he runs Christian hip hop. He wears white socks when he wears his flip flops. And he looks like Shook Knight I put him in a chokehold and say goodnight It's not music but clothes that he started I can find better shirts in a flea market Okay Google, who's the best rapper? Goya, Rat and Grace is full of slackers